You ready for the mic check? Yeah. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. They call the Ghostbusters and they're in control. They got them throwing parties for a bunch of children. But all the while, slime was under the building. So they packed up a group, got equipped, grabbed the proton packs on the back, and they split. But enough about Vigo, the master of evil. Try Good to battle one. my boys. That's not legal. All of that without a piece of paper in front of him. I was going to say, did I did I script that? Nope. Right from memory. Bobby Brown, oh, Ghostbusters 2. Now, this will relate to something we're going to talk about. Song, not as good as the original Ghostbusters, and movie, not as good as the original. That's a great tune. It is a great tune, but it doesn't hold. Do you remember that video, by the way, all the cameo appearances, including one Donald John Trump? Uh, it was a better video. video. was a better video. That's the only thing it has got better than the original. You are no Ray Parker Jr. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I had to make up for a bad mic check from last week. Came correct, as the kids would say. Here Boom. Is. This is We Get It with Polly Sebilia and Brent Axe. So I went to a Mets Padres game Paulie yesterday. Polly took a day off and went to a baseball game. Such an old man thing to do. And, I love it, though. And as a guy who works in sports media, I rarely get to go to an event as a fan. That makes sense to you. No, it makes a lot of sense to me. And it was a. I'm not used to being able to clap, or which I didn't have a reason to clap as the Padres lost. You almost feel guilty when you do it. We're so used to covering games that, like, when you actually applaud at a sporting event, you say, "Everybody looking? Am I going to get in trouble for this?" (laughs) I had a fan experience that comes up regularly in the Syracuse area, whereas how fans should behave at games. I think I know where you're going with this. Uh. There was a guy sitting two rows ahead of me in a Yankees jersey at a Mets game. At a Mets-Padres game? Yes. Sanchez jersey. Okay. Screaming, let's go Mets, and just yelling the whole game. And There's a lot of directions this could go. Well, yeah, he was hated immediately for being in that jersey in that stadium. And yelling, let's go Mets. Yeah. Everybody... Like, there were old guys yelling, sit down and shut the fuck up at him. And they, they so were, how old was this guy? Oh, 25-ish. Okay, so, Just right, every yeah. bit of a douche you would expect in a Yankees yeah. jersey. There you go. But there was just, it, it made people who had kids lose their cool. Just like him screaming the whole game and standing up. Like, a guy with two, like, seven, eight-year-old kids said, sit down and shut the fuck up to this guy. Wow. I, I wasn't even there, and I'm I'm getting tense just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, it was like, first of all, it's a Tuesday afternoon baseball. It was night, night but yeah. it was a Tuesday baseball game. Like, slow your roll, bro. There's 162 of these. So I could see the kind of douche you're talking about right away. And the old guys behind me keeping score are, like, into this game. Which the, we talked about we, last yeah, week, by the way. Fantastic. We, which is really cool that they were doing it. And I go, hey, I was kind of talking about keeping score in games. I know how to do it with the guy behind me. And he goes... We are going to see every team play baseball, and I've got a scorebook, and I'm keeping Holy score of shit. every game for every team. That elite, year or, or just this like, year? They're going to every ballpark yeah, it was this two year? guys in their like 60s. They had retired. Wow. And they're going to see every team play a home game. How cool is that? Yeah, and they've got a scorebook, and they're keeping score for all the games That's they what to. you got to do. When you retire, you know, God willing, like we all say we're going to do this stuff, you got to do it. God bless those guys. That's Freaking awesome. That is a bucket list for a million dudes. Listen to all these stories we're getting out of this random seat placement you had at City Field. This is awesome. So as we get into seat placement, I'm in right field. Okay. 
up as it goes up towards the whole wall. You know, it's just yep. it gets progressively higher. Couldn't as sit you up go, there. Good for you. As you go towards the outfield uh, home run wall, right field wall, as the kids would say, as a normal human would say. Why would a kid say that? Exactly? I don't know. But so. Nice try. So it's where you see like people reaching over to catch foul balls and where the right fielder will throw okay. it up on the third out for people to get. But it's an uncomfortable level of height. If so that I makes couldn't sense. sit up there is what you're saying. It, it, I'm afraid of heights. It's, it's not. Terribly, I'm a total puss when it comes to that. It, I couldn't do it. It wasn't terribly high, but we were as high as the outfield fence. Okay. All right. All right. So it wasn't like terribly high. Okay. But, That's not too bad. But if say a four-year-old who's leaning over the rail fell, nervous. he yeah. would fall to his death. This kid's a little older than that. He's probably seven, eight years old. He's reaching over the fence with his sister. And they're hanging over this rail. There isn't an usher to be seen anywhere. Like, to tell these kids. So finally, about the third inning, is he's screaming, hey, right fielder, hey, right fielder, at Hunter Renfro, and hanging over, I say, do you have parents? <laughs> Grandpa got agitated. No, but there's two guys in front of me, yeah. and the two guys behind me, yeah. we're all talking, these guys are going to fall, these kids are going to fall. Right, yeah. And so I finally said, do you have parents... And they ran away. Nice work, Grandpa. There you go. But was I a dick? Or like, no, you don't want it that to happen. That's, I, I totally agree with that. And I did not want to be on SportsCenter either giggling at the kid falling or being the one that reached exactly. for the kid Exactly. First falling. of all, you can't approach him. Yeah. You know, these days, like, you can't even yeah. do that. But just to kind of throw a comment out there to startle him like yeah. that. Nice job, Grandpa. Thank you. I, I didn't like want to, that. But see, I don't want to be the old but guy like, that gets yelled at at the Dome all the time. What happened with the, the guy in the... Yankees jersey, though. He just sat there the whole game and was a douche, and everybody pelted him with peanuts and stuff. <laughs> and it was... I don't get people that go to baseball games and do this. You know, it's not a playoff game. Why I would think you wear... there's an understanding. When you go to a baseball game, it's just chill. You cheer when something big happens. There's a home run. It's a second strike, something like that. But there's an understanding. Like, we're all here to just hang out, have a couple beers, and watch this thing. Why would you wear an arch rival's jersey to a game they're not playing in? At that stadium, All right. too. Well, here's a question. Would you wear, say, a Georgetown fan came to Syracuse yeah. and wore it to the Duke game? Would you do that? No. That's you're, so weird. You're just asking just for trouble. There's just certain lines you don't cross. I got my hair cut this week, and I love going to get my hair cut, which I drive 40 minutes to do, by the way. Mm-hmm. True story. Because the guy that cuts my hair has mostly female clientele, right? Mm-hmm. So when I show up, it's like, all right, it's male time. Let's talk some sports. We were talking about this, about stories of, you know, and he told a story about a Miami Dolphins fan that went to a Bills game in a Dan Marino jersey. It's like, I, I'm sorry. You're asking for it. Were the Dolphins playing? Yes. Well, see, But in this case, they were playing. But that'd be like showing up in a Dan Marino jersey when the Bills were playing the Patriots. Yeah, that's just being a dick. Yeah. So what are you doing? So random. I get. I wore a Padres hat. But I I think being a Padres fan is more shocking to the fans there than it is like antagonistic. Like people people were asking me like, how the hell are you a Padres fan? More oh, than than I think of that lady from Major League. I didn't know they still had a team. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's basically what it was. Was more people came up and say, hey, that's cool. You're a Padres fan. What brings you here? I go, I drove four hours. Oh, there's so many stories in that section. That's great. Now, what do you think of the modern experience of going to a Major League Baseball game? Because 
Baseball attendance is doing fine, contrary to popular opinion. Attendance is doing great. Ratings are okay. Baseball is still thriving in this country, but it's so damn expensive. I can't imagine having season tickets to a Major League Baseball team, even if you live in that city, even if there's public transportation, you can cut back on some of those costs. That is unbelievable how much it costs to go to a game. Do you mind me asking like what your expenses were, what you ate and all that stuff? Well, see, now I'm going to sound like a dude. <laughs> we were, we, we, how would that change any we, other week? We Polly? went to the high end steakhouse because we were we, my buddies and I. We wanted to do it right. We were going right. We you went might to be the, sure. We went to That's the when high you do end. Go go all out. Right. We, we went to the Pat Lafrida sta- Chop House that was attached attached to the City Field. Okay. Uh, we had a really nice dinner, and then we went and sat and watched the game. But th- see, this fits perfectly into this conversation. That's not bad. That's actually not bad. Well, in New York, I was shocked. I was like, I'm paying 30 bucks rather than leave my kids. Get in before they change the sign, right? All right. This fits perfectly in my conversation. You went to a Mets game and went to a steakhouse in the ballpark. Yeah. Okay. I'm talking about you just go to the game and I I want a hot dog and a a bag of Cracker Jacks. And the sticker shock that comes from that. I want a beer. The sticker shock that comes from that. But you know what? At least you're not paying eight bucks for Bud Light. Like, you're actually getting a good craft beer these days. Like, even if you overspend for food, like, at least you can get that kind of food. I want it to be worth my money. I don't want sticker shock for a $9 hot dog. My buddies spent, I don't drink, my buddies spent $50 on beer each. So they had five beers each during the game. They and got five beers for fifty bucks. Yep, 10 See, bucks like a beer. I've been. So, this is what they do. They they shock you, but then they condition you to it. Like to hear that, I'm like, oh, they got a deal. It's I t- shouldn't say that, but it's like, okay, in ten New York, bucks a beer is a deal. Again, look how conditioned I am to paying high prices at sporting events and concerts these days. My my large diet coke costs seven twenty five. Holy shit! Yeah. Now that's ridiculous. Water bottle, bottle of water was five thirty-five. Oh my god! Did you get one? No, no, I got my Coke. But what's it a was, bag of peanuts? It's I didn't Field. ask. I did not ask. Okay, uh, but it was. We spent a good chunk of change on this trip, and we were going to stay the night. And then we were kind of like, we've spent so much money, we don't want to pay three hundred dollars for a hotel in New York, and then another hundred bucks to park the car at the hotel. So we kind of. And Grandpa of, told the kids to get away from the fence. Don't you have parents? I met them in a swamp down in Dagobah where it bubbles all the time like a giant carbonated soda. S O D A soda. I saw the little rent sitting there on a log. I asked him his name and in a raspy voice he said Yoda. Y O D A Yoda. So, Paulie, 40 years ago this week. You should know what happened. I do know what happened. The greatest movie ever came out. Correct. It was 40 years ago this week that Star Wars came out. Okay. What I want to know from you, people that listen to this podcast or know us, we are huge Star Wars nerds. What is the root of why you're such a big Star Wars fan, though? Can you can you really bear it down to something? Because I, I can't. I, I know can exactly be- why I love Star Wars. This podcast is... Alone is the two things that bonded me the most with my father, Major League Baseball and Star Wars. And I can tell you that Star Wars, my dad took me to see at the West Hill Theater before we moved to San Diego uh, over in Western Lights. And we stood in line. We went to see it. We got out of the movie and he took me to see it again. Immediately after he was that that enthralled with it. Well, yeah, just the shock of 
the special effects, even to this day, still hold up. And back then when that came out, it was... Mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah. And we went and saw it again, and uh, he had a copy of, I don't know how, uh, Empire Strikes Back before it hit the theaters <laughs> on, on VHS. You had a bootleg of Empire? Yeah, and we watched it, and then we still went to the theaters to watch it. Okay, the honest reason I'm such a big Star Wars fan is the toys. You know, Empire came out when I was about three, four years old, and I got all those toys, and I really got into that. And then as you get older and you watch the movies over and over again, and you learn to appreciate them and all the nuance of it. And then what really renewed my love for Star Wars was actually 10 years after Jedi came out, when the new books came out, Air of the Empire, Dark Force Rising, and The Last Command, because there was this whole new world. There was a continuation of the stories and like your imagination's running wild here. And just from there, so many things happened. And, you know, my buddies and I, would stay up late into the night in college playing Star Wars Monopoly and figure out ways to gamble on it. And oh, you just guys like, must have been getting tons oh, of poon. Are you kidding me? The <laughs> ladies loved it. It was fantastic. Come on, ladies. Come on in. We're playing strip Star Wars I'm Monopoly. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to beat Chewbacca or the Millennium Falcon this time. It was great. So you know what it was? It was not only the toys, but it was just the other things that we didn't know about Star Wars and the possibilities. And then the new movies came out, and they sucked for Absolutely. the most part. And now we're getting this whole new renewal with The Force Awakens, Rogue One, and, of course, The Last Jedi that comes out later this year. Um, best movie in the Star Wars collection. It's still Empire to me. I am. It's always been Empire to me, but Rogue One really was... Fucking good. I'm going to say it. Fucking good. I watched it again after I got the DVD. It, it, it's better the second time because, you know, you and I uh, did not go to this one. We went yeah. to The Force Awakens, but a mutual friend of ours went with me and we just walked out of there probably like your dad. Yeah. And you walked out 40 years ago like what? That was amazing. What mm -hmm. did we just see? Right. All right. So Empire's number one for me. I would probably say Rogue One's too. I think it's that good. Just And what's great about Rogue One is it's a standalone movie. It will always be self-contained because mm -hmm. they can't continue on the story. Yeah. Yeah, spoiler alert, everybody fucking dies yeah. in that movie, okay? So I'd probably go the original third, Force Awakens 5, Jedi 6, and then all the shit sequels after that. Put oh, them in yeah. any order you want. They're all awful. The last 45 minutes of... Revenge of the Sith is... It's, oh, yeah, they it make saved up that for movie. It. They, it, but, they, they make up for it. But those three were turds. They were turds. And you know why they were turds? Because George Lucas just had this wet dream with all this CGI and all these special effects that he could use. That and Return of the Jedi without the Ewoks. They could have been anything else. They, they should have been Wookiees. But they couldn't find enough tall people. Exactly. That's a true story. Yeah. I know. Right. That's our nerd. But that, that comes full circle. That actually, you know, when I was six years old, Ewoks were great. So the plan worked. Yeah, but, <laughs> e but even if they were just humans, it may have been better. Like a planet of. Yes. You know, but Amazon. George Lucas's mad plan worked there. Yes, sir. Yes. No. No, 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 no. Yes or no? Sean Hannity's a douche. Yes. Oh, you're, uh, you had a I'm baiting you. Yeah. I'm baiting you right now. This isn't Facebook. <laughs> Jerseys outside of sporting events for men. No. Agreed. No. At a sporting event, you're good. I think you're good. Or in your own home. Okay. Mm -hmm. What you do in your own home is your own thing. If you're just wearing a jersey like to Wegmans or something, no. I'm sorry. 
No. You're a grown man wearing the jersey of somebody else. I think there's an exception to this rule, though, Paulie. There's two people I will exclude from this rule. Okay. Kevin Smith. (laughs) Because that's just his wardrobe. It's Snoop Dogg. It's Snoop. Okay. That's pretty much it. I'll add a third. Mm -hmm. Carter Beaufort, drummer for the Dave Matthews Band, wears jerseys all the time. Outside of them, they're all rock stars or people that, you know, achieved a status where they can wear whatever the hell they want. Yes or no? The NBA is ruined by the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavs. I'm going to say yes, because the NBA regular season was tiltering on irrelevant anyway. Now, even the playoffs have become irrelevant because we're all just waiting for the same thing. And this is not the same as when the Celtics and Lakers went at it or the Bulls in the 90s or name a great Mm -hmm. dynasty, because the difference was there were teams that could beat them. Yeah. The, the Bulls had to overcome the Pistons. The, the, Knicks, could the Knicks could have won. Give the Bulls a the push. The Suns could have won. The Jazz could have won. The Jazz pushed the Bulls twice in the NBA Finals. Yeah. Okay, There were other great teams out there. Now, we all know who's getting there. And that, that I'm sure that Finals will be epic like it was last year. I but don't. I think Golden State will win in four and five. I think it'll go at least six. Because I, I think LeBron is saving himself for the Finals. I think that Golden State will win by double digits in every game, too. The problem is Cleveland's defense this year. They give up so many open shots. Golden <laughs> State's got five guys that can hit three-pointers. But uh, I almost think it's time for the NBA to contract to get better teams. More better teams than they have now. I would not be opposed to that. Do we really need the Sacramento Kings? Do we need... The New Orleans Pelicans, is that what they're called now? Yes. And that's the thing, Paulie. Like, how many teams in the NBA? 30? 25 of them have no hope of if winning you a sp- title right Yeah, now. if you spread out players from maybe four or five teams over the other teams, it would make the league way more competitive. I love hockey. They added a team in Las Vegas, which is going to completely screw up everything. There's going to be an expansion draft this year. It's, you, we don't need more hockey teams, by the way. Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NHL should all shave about 20 games off the season, too. Yeah. They'll never do it because of money. But I'll never call for contraction in Major League Baseball because my team would be the first to They do to it go. in soccer. If you suck, they send you down. Yeah. Right? They yeah. send you to the minor. I know nothing about soccer, but I know they do that in, what is it, the Premier League or the European League. If you suck, they send you down to what is essentially AAA. <laughs> It's time for This Week in History. All right, Paulie, I googled stuff. It was This Week in History that in 1989, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade came out. And I have vivid memories of seeing this at Cinema North, right by Zeb's here in Syracuse, which is now, you know, like, they should wreck it. It's It's still there, but it's... (laughs) I I want to go in it so bad. I want to see what's in there. I, I, I totally want to see what's in there. I have... I think Josh, our friend Josh from K-Rock has this fascination with abandoned yeah. buildings. I totally want to see what's in there before they wreck it. But that summer, listen to all the freaking movies that came out that summer. Ghostbusters 2, Batman, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Do the Right Thing, Weekend at Bernie's. So you want a Weekend at Bernie's at the time, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon 2, The Karate Kid 3. That was an unbelievable summer of movies. Do the Right Thing is one of my favorite movies. Fantastic movie. Love it. By the way, you know how I used to judge? My favorite joint, I should say. Oh, there you go. Let's be proper. (laughs) 
You know how I used to judge big summer movies, by the way? Whatever was, remember, like McDonald's would have the big marketing yeah. push for whatever movie they thought was big that summer, and you'd get the, the big supersized cups and the collectible things you could get. That's how I would judge what the big summer movie is. I remember they had Dick Tracy, which was yeah. the next year, and Batman and all these things. You get to watch one of those movies and only one. Which the one that you pick? Batman. I go Last Crusade. Tough choice. That's how good that summer was. Uh, Paul, it was this week in 1844 when Samuel Morris transmitted his first telegraph. Do you know what he said in the first telegraph? My wife is driving me crazy. Stick to sports. <laughs> is that what he said? That's what he said. 1935. <laughs> it was actually uh, what half God wrought was the first telegraph. 1935, Major League Baseball holds its first night game. Cincinnati, Philly. It was such a big deal that President Roosevelt was there to flip the switch on the lights. I knew it wasn't in Chicago. The number one song in the country this week in 1983 was What a Feeling." I don't know who sang it, but it's that song everybody knows from Flashdance. Uh, Irene Cara. Correct. Is that who it was? Yeah, I actually, I didn't even see it. I had it written down here. There you go. Bam.